Before we get started, I just want to let everyone know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com and there you will find all the best parts available for your car or truck. And when you're done and you have have feasted your eyes on the majesty of rockauto.com, you're going to go to that how did you hear about us box and you're going to write in lockdown podcasts so they know that we sent you. What is up everybody? Welcome into Lockdown Tigers. I am your host Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in today. It is Wednesday, August 19th, 2020, one day following the Major League debut of Tarek Skubal. That will be a whole lot of what we're going to be covering today, especially in the first segment. Kid struggled a bit, took it on the chin in his first outing of his Major League career. We're going to talk about that. And in segment two, we're going to preview tonight's pitching matchup, which features another Major League debut. This one is the big one, the Major League debut of Casey Mize, first overall pick in the 2018 draft. I'll cover that in the second segment, but let's talk about Scooby here. Uh, took it on the chin, like I said. He he got hit around pretty good yesterday. Received a rude awakening by the White Sox offense, including a rude awakening by the very first batter that he faced in the major leagues, Tim Anderson, who went deep against Tigers pitching again. I don't know what scouting report Tigers pitchers are looking at regarding Tim Anderson, but they need to pay attention to the one that says that this dude hunts fastballs, and he hunts fastballs early in the count. It was a game I was invested in. You know, for the first time in several years, I was very excited to watch this ball game. But with that also came the anxiety of knowing that Tarek Skubal was going up against a rock-solid Chicago White Sox lineup. And honestly, I know it's it's cliche. It's almost, it's almost tradition that if you're a major league starter making your major league debut, the first pitch you throw is a fastball. I was begging for him not to throw Tim Anderson a heater. And Anderson swung at it, and he fouled it off. Could have easily crushed it. Wasn't a great pitch. It was right down the middle. And then later in the count, he threw him another heater. Anderson turned on it for a solo home run. That dude has been absolutely money. He is becoming the the tiger killer of this generation. Not looking forward to, to facing him going forward over the next several seasons. In terms of the rest of Scooball's outing, stuff was fine. Fastball peaked at 97. He's still raw, and he'll continue to be raw. You know, coming up through the minor leagues, he was a guy whose put-away pitch was his heater. And I think his development as a pitcher will hinge on the development of his off-speed offerings. And you saw yesterday, like I said, a minuscule sample size, 52 pitches. So, you're, I mean, we're looking at, like, individual moments where it's like, okay, that was a good pitch. That's something he can build off of. We saw him throw one or two good change-ups. We saw him throw one or two good sliders. His first and only strikeout yesterday came on a really nice 88-mile-per-hour slider. The fact is, the game is a lot faster at the major league level, and he will not be able to beat guys with heaters the way that he was down in the minor leagues. And I, I, I got to reiterate this because I don't want people to panic. I'm not insulting the guy. I'm not saying anyone should panic. This was one start, and in a way, I, I as a fan... While it was a disappointing uh, effort in terms of results, uh, the most invested I've been watching a Tigers game in years. And yes, the kid struggled. He, he got beat around pretty good. He left a lot of pitches up, and he needs to work on his off-speed stuff. But I said this in my post-game video, and it's worth reiterating here. Tarek Skubal struggling infinitely. One million times more interesting than Ivan Nova struggling or Ronnie Garcia struggling or any of the schmucks the Tigers have thrown out there over the last couple of years. You know, Zach Renninger 
uh, Ryan Carpenter. I mean, just a ragtag bunch that we've seen here in Tigers uniforms over the last several seasons. And I I think I alluded to this in previous podcasts. I I should have just flat out said it. Look, I'm happy the kids are here. Uh, I I want them to be here. I want to see them pitching the rest of the season. I never want to see them down in the minor leagues ever again. I will say it is a little bit perplexing that you call up these young guns to make their major league debuts against a lineup of all-stars. I think that's a little bit odd. You know, you couldn't have called them up against the Pirates or the Royals, the Pirates especially. That's a terrible team with a terrible lineup. Even when Michael Fulmer made his debut in 2016, that was against the Minnesota Twins. Now, the Twins are obviously very good now. In 2016, the Twins were one of the worst baseball teams I've ever seen. That team was the 03 Tigers, except they had Brian Dozier. Like, they were that abysmal that season. And Irvin Santana was pretty good for them as well. Besides that, that was a truly god-awful baseball team. Fulmer went five innings, gave up two earned in that game, and got the win. I think these guys are abundantly confident, so I don't think it'll rattle them. But I think for the fans and and, and for the the players in general as well. You want to see them succeed and they want to succeed at the highest level in their first major league outings. I don't know if you're really putting them in the best spot to be successful when they're going up against a batting champion, a a, a couple all-stars and probably a future MVP or two. But at the same time, this is also the team that will be the measuring stick for the Tigers over the next several years. Like, I, I know the Twins are really good right now. I know the Indians are, are always competitive. To me, it, the team that the Tigers will be battling it out with, hopefully, you know, for the divisional crown here over the next several seasons, will be the Chicago White Sox. So in that aspect, I, I guess it does make sense. I just feel like you're not really putting these guys in the best position to succeed, having them face off uh, against a lineup that is absolutely lethal. Now, ideally, with any major league debut, what you want to see is you want to see the stuff. How good does the kid look? And of course, you know, secondary to that, you want to see results. Uh, we got one of the two yesterday. The stuff is totally fine. You know, the, the fastball is, is firm, peaked at 97. Like I said, we saw a few nice off-speed offerings. Uh, I, I think he's he's going to need to work on that curveball a bit. That looked like a pretty flat pitch for him. But one thing I think, in fairness to the Tigers, they have done, really for a long time, even going back to Verlander, is in the minor leagues, they do a good job of making sure that these young pitchers step out of their comfort zone and develop second, third, and fourth pitches. I think they did that with Verlander. I think they did it with Fulmer. You know, that was a big thing when Fulmer was coming up was he's got this great fastball. He's got this tremendous wipeout slider. Uh, Does he have the changeup? And they made sure in the little bit of time he was in the minor leagues with the Tigers, and especially once he got the call up, that he really worked on that change piece. And it developed. Obviously, injuries got in the way, but he was an electric pitcher here for for, uh, several years there. And and you saw this on Twitter last night. I think I believe it was Dan Hasty posted the screenshot of Justin Verlander's first two starts in the major leagues where he struggled. And and that's the truth. We would all love right away. It would accelerate this rebuild if all these guys got called up right away and started setting the world on fire. But the fact is, even the best players struggle a bit when they get called up. I said in my postgame, Rome wasn't built in a day. I will maintain my belief that all of these guys, Mize, Manning, and Scooball, have the potential to be perennial all-star, Cy Young caliber, ace-level pitchers here in the major leagues. If something happens, whether it be injuries or lack of results, that changes that opinion, I will be the first guy on here to let you know that that opinion has changed. But one start is not going to deter me 
from coming on here and saying that I think these guys are going to be special. Uh, th- that's pretty much all I have to say about Scooball. You know, a small sample size, 52 pitches. Uh, he'll grow from this and he'll learn. I still think he'll be very good. There was one more thing yesterday that was actually far more disappointing to me than Scooball's outing. Gregory Soto, my goodness, yesterday uh, didn't record an out, gave up two hits, walked one, I believe hit a batter as well. Four earned runs as ERA goes from 0 to 3-4-8. Uh, very disappointing for him. I mean, this is a guy who'd been, like, dude, one of the best relievers in baseball for the first third of this season. You knew he'd come back down to earth a little bit, and, and his issue will be command. You saw yesterday kind of a lot of what we saw from him last year, which is a guy with a live arm, and yet trouble locating that heater. He'd been miraculous so far this season at locating that, that two-seam fastball that he throws in the upper 90s that has reached triple digits. He struggled with it yesterday, and you can't afford to do that against any opponent. You especially can't afford to do that against an offense that is as lethal as the Chicago White Sox offense, but I hope I hope he'll bounce back because he's been arguably the biggest bright spot for this baseball team in terms of pitching this season. So that will do it in terms of covering that game. Not a whole lot to talk about. You know, they got crushed again. The White Sox are really good and the Tigers are really bad. Now, when we get back, I will preview tonight's pitching matchup, another 8-10 ball game at Guaranteed Rate Field, the major league debut of Casey Mize. We will be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. Tonight's pitching matchup, the game that many of us have been looking forward to for several years now, ever since Casey Mize was drafted first overall out of Auburn in June of 2018. Uh, the White Sox, there's no there's no pitcher to preview because currently, as of the time of this recording, uh, their uh, starting pitcher is to be decided. They may do a bullpen day. But the story, of course, the Major League debut of Casey Mize, this coming from MLB.com. The number eight prospect on MLB Pipeline's top 100 list gets the long-awaited call-up for his Major League debut after 26 minor league starts, a double-A no-hitter, a strong spring training, and a dominant summer camp. His splitter is a devastating outpitch, and let's talk about that. I think that is the reason why Casey Mize went number one overall. I think it's the reason why so many people have salivated over him. It's the reason why he was one of the top ten prospects in baseball and has been over the last two seasons. Yes, that splitter is his put-away pitch. It is devastating. My hope, my dream, is that we can have a, a day one day in which Casey Mize is bouncing splitters uh, ten feet in front of home plate and getting guys to chase at it. That's the dream, right? But I think the reason why 
he's so highly regarded is that even out of college, it's so rare that you see a guy who can consistently throw four or five different pitches for strikes. He throws a four-seam fastball, a two-seam fastball, a slurve, a cutter, and of course, that devastating splitter for his out pitch. Last year in the minor leagues, eight and four, two seven one ERA in 121 innings pitch. He struck out 120 batters whip under one. Uh, struggled a little bit in the second half. Did have some shoulder issues, but bounced back with a vengeance in spring training and in summer camp. When I saw Casey Mize pitch at Auburn, I said that guy is a major league pitcher. When I saw him pitch in the minor leagues a season ago, I said that guy's a major league pitcher. When I saw him in spring, when I saw him in summer camp, I said that dude is a major league baseball player. Not for for not one second has that opinion ever changed. I know there's a lot of people who go back and forth saying, oh, I think Manning's going to be the best. I think Scooball's going to be the best. I think Mize is going to be the best. To me, based on what I've seen, the most MLB-ready pitcher from day one has been Casey Mize. Maybe doesn't have the explosive fastball that Scooball or Manning has. Maybe doesn't have that nasty breaking ball like Manning has. But to me, in terms of demeanor, in terms of just readiness, in terms of intensity, in terms of ability to mix speeds and locate his pitches, Casey Mize is the most major league ready pitcher in this organization and has been for some time. I know I said this about last night's game, but I'll reiterate it here. If you haven't watched the Tigers in several years, I completely understand why. They have put out an abysmal product. Tonight, if you have a chance, get to your lazy boy chair or get to your couch, wherever you want to sit, and uh, watch Casey Mize make his Major League debut. The dark age of Detroit Tigers baseball is far from over. I hate to break that to people, but this team and this organization is still in a pretty tough spot. But my hope is that with these call-ups, with the debuts of these guys, the team, at, at the very least, will become far more interesting. That's what made last season so brutal. It, it, the fact that they were terrible was obviously awful, but also expected. You knew by May that they were the worst team in baseball. It was just a matter of, one, whether or not they would get the number one pick, and two, whether or not they'd lose 120 games. Now, they ultimately achieved one of those goals. They ended up getting the number one pick and and falling into Spencer Torkelson, but what made last year so brutal was that it was such an uninteresting ball club. You were watching call-ups who you knew weren't going to be in the major leagues for very long or has-been veterans who you knew weren't going to be in the major leagues for much longer. We were waiting for this moment right here, the moment in which you would see these young guys, these highly touted prospects, these high draft picks, finally get the call-up to the major league level, and it's here. And, And this is going to be a tough ask for the youngster. He's going up against a great lineup and a hot lineup. I mean, that that team on the south side is seeing the ball really well. Now, obviously, you're facing off against, you know, T- Detroit Tigers pitching. You you probably will see the ball pretty well, but, but they're swinging with a lot of confidence right now. There's one thing about that baseball team outside of talent that is very apparent. They are a, an abundantly confident baseball club. Casey Mize will hopefully be up to the challenge. And even if he's not, it's a whole lot cooler than seeing Ivan Nova pitch. I'll tell you that much. No disrespect to him, but the future will arrive officially tonight. I know they pressed the reset button at the trade deadline in 2017, about a year and a half later than they should have, or at least, you know, six months later 
than they should have. But I think the first time when everyone thought, okay, let's see where this goes. Maybe maybe they got something here. Was when they got the number one pick and ended up getting Mize number one overall in 2018. And while the team at the Major League level has steadily declined since then, you hope that this will be the beginning of an upward trend. It will be a slow upward trend, a glacially slow upward trend, but hopefully an upward trend nonetheless. I have not been this excited about a Detroit Tigers game probably in four years. I can't wait to watch the kid. I, I really hope he, he gives us something to cheer about. I hope for his sake he pitches well. Uh, I think I speak for the whole fan base here. We're really rooting for him. All right. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Enjoy Mize Day, everybody. I will be right back here tomorrow recapping the Major League debut of Casey Mize. Enjoy it. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.